Okay, today is a very uh, full morning. We are celebrating World Communion Sunday today so that Christian communities all over the world are celebrating communion simultaneously uh, today in different time frames, of course. Uh, But we celebrate together as the Church of Christ. We also will have installation of our consistory members this morning and our confirmation uh, of our four new members. Uh, We are pleased that everyone could be with us to celebrate this. And as part of our celebration today, you'll find on the communion table flags from all the countries represented by our congregation, as well as the countries that are served by the Reformed Church in America through its mission unit. Um, One of those countries, of course, is Korea, and our Korean brethren this morning will be treating us to some special music. We're delighted to have James and, and Ruth and two of the members of their congregation to share their gift with us this morning as well. As we, uh, as we begin, I'm going to ask Annie if she'll come up and share a little bit about the music this morning as part of World Communion Sunday. Um, in order to celebrate World Communion Sunday, we decided to pick some hymns from a variety of different countries which means the hymns you're going to sing today are going to be a little bit foreign to you, but that's sort of the idea behind it. Um, And I I wanted it to be in the bulletin, but it isn't, so I'm just going to let you know where they come from. Um, The the choral call to worship Holy Holy is a traditional Spanish melody, um, and we're actually, it's in your green book, and we're going to sing all five verses, and each one is the same verse, but in a different language. So you get to practice your Dutch and your French and your Spanish and your Korean. Um, The second one is a song called Serenam, and that is on the green sheet in your bulletin. That is actually a Punjabi melody. The word Serenam means um, I take refuge. And if you look at that, if you don't read music, I want to tell you this a little bit because it's a little bit tricky. Um, If you look at it, it starts out Serenam, 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 and then you follow that first line that says, Jesus, Savior, Lord, now to you I come. Then you go back to the beginning again. Saranam, Saranam, Saranam. You go to the second line that says, You're my rock, my refuge, my heavenly home. Saranam, Saranam, Saranam. And then you go to the verses. And after every verse, you repeat that front part again. So it's kind of like you're doing the refrain twice. You'll catch on. Um, The the song... um, the next song that we sing is called Let Us Talents and Tongues Employ. That's actually a Jamaican folk tune. Um, just go with it. It's got a kind of funky rhythm. Um, we're going to have a little tambourine playing to try and get you to go with it, but just go along with it. it it's a nice, it's a pretty simple song. Just flow with it. Um, and the last song we're going to sing is also on the green sheet. Um, that song is called In Great Thanksgiving, and it is um, from the Philippines. So I know they're a little different, but don't get worried about it. Have fun with it, and just enjoy that little flavor of culture from from the different parts of the world. As we begin, let us pray. We do not presume to come to your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own goodness, but in your all-embracing love and mercy. We are not worthy even to gather up the crumbs under your table, but it is your nature always to have mercy. So feed us the body and blood of Jesus Christ, your Son, that we may forever live in him and he in us. Amen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. 
Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our call to worship is number 19 in the green hymnal, Holy, Holy. At this time, I'm going to ask Troy Chabarro, one of our contramans, to come up and lead us in the call to renewal. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we propose to celebrate together, with the help of God, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper this Lord's Day. We come to the table to commune with our Lord. We come in awe and reverence, for the place where we stand is holy ground. Here the Lord offers us the manna of life. If we are to experience the celebration with our Lord and be nourished by the Spirit, let us examine ourselves first, then eat the bread and drink from the cup. The benefit is great if with penitent hearts and living faith we receive the Lord's Supper. Let us acknowledge our sin before our merciful God. With the intention of amending our lives, let us make restitution for all injuries and wrongs done to others. Let us forgive those who have offended us, as we ourselves have been forgiven. All children of the covenant, be reconciled with one another, and then come joyfully to the banquet, so that you may experience assurance of God's pardon and strengthening of your faith. Let us pray together. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone. Think enough our whole heart, mind, and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ and Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Thanks be to God. This time I'd like to ask Lamar Jones, one of our countrymans, to lead us in the call to faithful living. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall not have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not commit adultery. 
You shall not testify falsely against your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. Lift up your hearts. Let us lift them to the Lord our God. Guide us, O Lord, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Emily Howarth leads us in the reading of the first lesson. The word of the Lord from Exodus chapter 18, verses 11 through 26. The next day Moses sat as a judge for the people, while the people stood around him from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone while all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses' father said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and another, and I make known to them the statutes and and instructions of God. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What are you doing? What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear yourself out, both you and these people with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give give you counsel, and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God, and you shall... You should bring their cases before God. Teach them the statutes and instructions and make known to them the way they are to go and the things they are to do. You should also look for able men among all the people, men who fear God, are trustworthy, and hate dishonest gain. Such, set such men over them as officers over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them sit as judges for the people at all times. Let them bring every important case to you, but decide every minor case themselves. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this, and God so commends you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will go to their home in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law and did all that he he had said. Moses chose able men from all Israel and appointed them as heads over the people, as officers over thousands, hundreds, fifty, and tens. And they judged the people at all times. Hard cases they brought to Moses, Moses, but any minor case they decided themselves. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Morgan O'Shea reads for us the second lesson. The word of the Lord from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Paul speaks of the unity and structure of the church. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all, some 
wait, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are going to celebrate two very significant things today. Both of them tied to the texts that we read from the Old and New Testaments. First, we are going to install elders and deacons to the consistory. That is a way of our understanding and accepting the government of the church. Now, the church is not like a club. I belong to Kiwanis of New Brunswick, and we have president and vice president and secretary and treasurer, and then there's previous president and all these different honorary positions. The government of the church is not like any other organization. The position of elder and deacon is not necessarily a way to organize the people. You'll notice that in the, book, in the passage from the Old Testament, the men that were chosen were made to be judges. They were not made to be stewards. They were not made to be authorities over the structure of the community, but rather they were to judge cases that were brought between two conflicting people. The role of judge is much more than a role of simple governing. It is a role that involves wisdom. It is a role that involves discernment. It is a role that involves submission to the law of God that enables all of the body to live at peace with each other. That concept is brought into the New Testament as part of the covenantal structure of the church as well. The authority that each judge was given by Moses to become a judge is now translated in the New Testament from Christ, Christ self, himself, in his ascension, giving to each elder and deacon of the church the authority of Christ over this body of believers, this body of people. The role of an elder and deacon in governing church is not so that we can get the structures right. It is not so somehow or other we can get organized. The role of the consistory, the role of elders and deacons, is to actually be responsible for bringing this congregation and everyone in it to a sense of maturity in Christ, to a ministry in Christ, and to bring both the life of the congregation as well as the ministry of the congregation to a unity of testimony to who Christ is in the world. That role involves much more than simply deciding the do's and the don'ts or how-tos. It involves the prayerful and careful consideration of every situation in light of the will of God. What is best for this congregation, what is best for the world in which we live and the community that we serve. The men and women whom we are going to accept into full membership of the church this morning are evidence of the kind of leadership this congregation has had for decades. 
I have been blessed many times now in the past four years in conversations with confirmants. And I must tell you that the conversations we had two Sundays ago with these men and women that we're going to confirm this morning were much more of a blessing to us than I'm afraid we may have been to them. But what it helped me to understand and to see was that for all of the years that elders and deacons and everyone who worked with those elders and deacons, Sunday school teachers, VBS teachers, mentors, everyone who is invested in the lives of these young people, today, including the parents who nurtured and kept them secure and and safe and brought them up in the careful nurture of their faith, can be extremely satisfied, if you will, proud, because they are four very outstanding young men and women. They make us proud, not because somehow or other they have earned something, but because they represent the fruit of years of nurture and ministry of this congregation. I can be very honest with you. And I think that elders and deacons who were present, or the elders that were present, at least with me two Sundays ago, made comment to the nature that if the church rests in the hands of people like this, we have nothing to worry about. Because if there's anything to get about this thing called the faith, they do. Now, I have had that blessing several times in the past four or five years, but it only represents the tip of the iceberg of what this congregation has experienced over decades. And so today, as we gather as a church to recognize our consistory members, we ask for several things. First of all, that we pray for them. That in their role as leaders of the congregation for the welfare of all of us, that they be given wisdom and sensitivity. That be given the gift to listen and to hear, even between the words and the lines that they be given not only our respect, but our own commitment, our own loyalty in leading us into a future that is Christ-honoring and community-serving. And likewise, for our young people, as we confirm them today, to continue to pray for them, that their lives will continue to be a testimony to the grace of Jesus Christ, to the love of God, and to the fellowship of this body of believers, such that wherever they go and whatever they do in the years ahead, they will not only be a representation of Christ to the world, but of us as believers, as a faithful community of believers. What a wonderful privilege it will be for us as elders and deacons to lay hands on these young men and women, but how much more a privilege for all of us to submit ourselves to the authority of Christ in the offices of elder and deacon, knowing that Christ will lead us into a future that will then be governed and directed and given that wisdom by men and women like these that we confirm. Join me today in praying for each of them and for our elders and deacons as we march into a future that is uncertain, that every day, holds the opportunity for changes that we will have to deal with and struggle with and enable us to find along that path a way to glorify Christ, to serve Christ, and to be Christ in our world.
And all of God's people said, Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts today encourage us to follow your way, O Lord, into faithful kingdom living to the glory of your grace in Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time, I'd like the elders and deacons of our consistory to join me to my left in the front of the congregation. Please come forward. If you'll simply form a line and face the congregation so they can see your handsome and pretty faces. In your bulletin is an insert. Please turn to the back side for the liturgy for installation of officers. Elders David Howarth, Tom O'Shea, Jasper Curley Bellhauer, and Ann Hayes, and Alice Beals. And deacons, Judy Chabarro, Mark Hoare, Emily Mount, Kathleen Williamson, and Michael Van Glan. Be faithful in performing your duties. Magnify the one who has called you to these high and holy offices. Be zealous for the Church of Christ, hospitable, prudent, upright, devout, and self-controlled. Love goodness, holding always to the mystery of the faith. Members of Second Reformed Church, please rise to affirm your covenant with these elders and deacons whom God has given us. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, do you receive in the name of the Lord these deacons and elders as duly elected and ordained servants of Christ? If so, say, we do. Do you promise to respect them for the sake of the offices for which they have been chosen and ordained? Do you promise to encourage and pray for them to labor together in obedience to the gospel for the unity, purity, and peace of the church, the welfare of the whole world, and the honor of our Lord Jesus Christ? Beloved people of God, receive these deacons and elders as Christ's own servants. Support them in love, that their work may bear fruit. And in the name and authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I declare that these brothers and sisters are duly installed deacons and elders in this church. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you have given to us in Jesus Christ these men and women to lead us, to give us direction into the future that we have no idea of. Therefore, we ask for your spirit of wisdom and discernment, of grace and love and mercy and peace to rest upon and guide all of their decisions. Enable them in their lives to know your blessing and your presence and your own guidance. And bless them to us as your people, for the sake of him who is the head of the church, even Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen. You may be seated. If you'll turn to the opposite side now of your insert, we will do the order of public profession of faith. Hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hear also these words from Holy Scripture. 
There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the elders of Second Reformed Church have welcomed Morgan, Emily, Troy, and Lamar, who appeared before them and made profession of their Christian faith. All of them who have been baptized into the body of Christ and in making public this profession of faith affirm the meaning of their baptism. We ask you now to declare your faith before God and Christ's church that we may rejoice together and welcome you as sisters and brothers in Christ. Please rise. Lamar, Troy, Emily, Morgan, beloved of God, I ask you before God and Christ's church to reject evil, to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, and to confess the faith of the church. Do you renounce sin and the power of evil in your life and in the world? Who is your Lord and Savior? Will you be a faithful member of this congregation and through worship and service seek to advance God's purposes here and throughout the world? Do you promise to accept the spiritual guidance of the church, to walk in a spirit of Christian love with this congregation, and to seek those things that make for unity, purity, and peace? Congregation, would you please rise? Do you promise to love, encourage, and support these brothers and sisters by teaching the gospel of God's love, by being an example of Christian faith and character, and by giving the strong support of God's family in fellowship, prayer, and service? You may be seated. At this time, I would like the elders who interviewed these candidates to please join me up front. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. As each of you come forward, Lamar, please. Defend, O Lord, this your servant, Lamar Jones, with your heavenly grace, that he may continue to be yours forever, and daily increase in, in your spirit more and more until he comes to your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father. Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. By the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptized receive a ministry to witness to Jesus as Savior and Lord and to love and serve with those whom they work and live. We are ambassadors for Christ who reconciles and makes whole. We are the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world. Welcome this brother in Christ. Joyfully, we receive you. Join with us as we give witness to the world, to the good news. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. Alleluia. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Troy. Defend, O Lord, this your servant, Troy Chabarro, with your heavenly grace, that he may continue to be yours forever and daily increase in your spirit more and more until he comes to your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. By the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptized receive a ministry to witness to Jesus as Savior and Lord, and to love and serve those with whom they live and work. 
You are an ambassador for Christ who reconciles and makes whole. We are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. Welcome this brother in Christ. Joyfully we receive you. Join with us as we give witness in the world to the good news. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Defend, O Lord, this your servant, Emily Howarth, with your heavenly grace, that she may continue to be yours forever and daily increase in your spirit more and more until she comes to your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. By the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptized receive a ministry to witness to Jesus as Savior and Lord and to love and to serve those with whom they live and work. We are ambassadors for Christ, who reconciles and makes whole. We are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world, and welcome this, our sister in Christ. Joyfully we receive you. Join with us as we give witness in the world to the good news, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Defend, O Lord, this your servant, Morgan O'Shea, with your heavenly grace, that she may continue to be yours forever and daily increase in your spirit more and more until she comes to your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. But the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptized, receive a ministry to witness to Jesus as Savior and Lord and to love and serve those with whom they live and work. We are ambassadors for Christ, who reconciles and makes whole. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. Welcome this sister in Christ. Joyfully we receive you. Join with us as we give witness in the world to the good news. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. At this time, I'd like to ask the three men and women who served as mentors to our confirmants, Mark and Donna and Emily, if you would join me, please. Each of our confirmants will receive a certificate as well as their own study Bible to take with them into the future. And I'm going to ask each of the mentors if they would come up and simply give them to the students. I have their names, I believe, on the envelopes. Now that everyone is seated again, please rise and let us do together the confession of faith using the Apostles' Creed. Confessing together, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
In the taking up of tithes and gifts and offerings this morning, we give a token of our complete and utter commitment to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and to his kingdom and its work in this world. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Supper which we are about to celebrate is a feast of remembrance, of communion, and of hope. We come in remembrance that our Lord Jesus Christ was sent of the Father into the world to assume our flesh and blood and to fulfill for us all obedience to the divine law, even to the bitter and shameful death of the cross. By his death, resurrection, and ascension, he established a new and eternal covenant of grace and reconciliation that we might be accepted of God and never be forsaken by him. We come to have communion with this same Christ, who has promised to be with us always, even to the end of the world. 
In the breaking of the bread, he makes himself known to us as the true heavenly bread that strengthens us unto life eternal. The cup of blessing, he comes to us as the vine in whom we must abide if we are to bear fruit. We come in hope, believing that this bread and this cup are a pledge and foretaste of the feast of love of which we shall partake when his kingdom has fully come, when with unveiled face we shall behold him, made like unto him in his glory. Since by his death, resurrection, and ascension, Christ has obtained for us the life-giving spirit who unites us all in one body, so are we to receive this supper in true love, mindful of the communion of saints. All those who are baptized into Christ and who confess Jesus Christ as Lord are welcome at this table. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come, for all is now ready. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Holy and right it is and our joyful duty to give thanks to you at all times and in all places. O Lord, our Creator, almighty and everlasting God, you created heaven with all its hosts and the earth with all its plenty. You have given us life and being and preserve us by your providence. But you have shown us the fullness of your love in sending into the world your Son, Jesus Christ, the eternal word made flesh for us and for our salvation. We give you thanks for Jesus Christ and the kingdom which he brought to us and has planted in our hearts by the indwelling presence of his Holy Spirit. With your whole church on earth and with all the company of heaven, we worship and adore your glorious name. Most righteous God, we remember in this supper the perfect sacrifice offered once on the cross by our Lord Jesus Christ for the sin of the whole world. In the joy of his resurrection and in expectation of his coming again, we offer ourselves to you as holy and living sacrifices. Together we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that the bread which we break and the cup which we bless may be to us the communion of the body and blood of Christ, and grant that being joined together in him, we may attain to the unity of the faith and grow up in all things into Christ our Lord. And as this grain has been gathered from many fields into one loaf, and these grapes from many hills into one cup, grant, O Lord, that your whole church may soon be gathered from the ends of the earth into your kingdom. Even so... Come, Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus, the same night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Take and eat. In like manner, he took the cup. 
when they had supped, saying, This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. As often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. The bread which we eat is the communion of the body of Christ. Take and eat it unto the salvation of your soul.